Thanks for joining us on Stand Strong in the Word podcast with author, speaker, and worldview expert, Jason Jimenez. Stand Strong in the Word podcast is devoted to walking listeners through the Bible in a fresh and powerful way. We pray your spirit is nourished as you gain new perspectives and a renewed appreciation for God's Word. Now, here's Jason Jimenez. What's up, my friends? Jason Jimenez here. I am so glad that you're tuning in to another podcast here on Stand Strong in the Word podcast. I am so blessed to always be able to record these, to open God's Word, to explore the life and teaching of Jesus Christ. So I pray, as you've been following along, that you've been growing in your faith. That is the mission. There's the whole purpose. That's why we call it Stand Strong in the Word, that you will grow stronger in your faith. You know, as I'm recording this podcast right now, I was at an event with a good friend of mine. We were doing a panel, and it just hit me that there are so many people that are coming to me afterwards that had so many questions about different types of issues, and not just in the text, not just looking at the Bible. And some people had doubts, and some people had uh, a lack of certainty on some things, and some people came with just some confusion, and they need some some uh, clarification. And always, 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 so blessed to be able to help people as best as I can through the power of the Holy Spirit. But another thing, my friend, that I've been just noticing and being a little bit more sensitive to is the fact that there are a lot of hurting people who believe in Jesus Christ, who believe in the power of God's Word, but they're just struggling in their faith. And they don't maybe know how to uh, stand strong in their faith and how to defend their faith. And so I just want to tell you, my friends, whatever we can do here at Stand Strong Ministries to help you further your relationship, to go farther and faster, to be more successful, if you will, in your Christian life, and to help you just with a peace of mind to grow and be strengthened in your faith, that's what we are here to do. So if you have any questions, if there's anything else we can do besides just this podcast, please go to standstrongministries.org. There are many resources, there are articles, the podcasts, the the notes to the podcasts that we provide here on Stand Strong in the Word podcast, as well as many of my books. So take advantage of these resources. If you go to a church and you're thinking, man, I'd love to have my pastor meet you, Jason, and for you to come and, and give a word to give us one of your talks, whether it be on theology, apologetics, worldview issues, we would be glad to do that. And you can always drop us a note at info at standstrongministries.org, or you can click on the tab on our website and you can send us the info through that template. And man, let me just tell you, we are always honored to partner with churches across the country to continue to help Christians stand strong in their faith for Christ. So that being said, now let's take a look at Matthew chapter 13. Now, last podcast, we jumped into Matthew 13 and we specifically saw the parable about the sower. And then we saw the comparison between wheat and in the weeds. So so if you missed that podcast, it's there up there on our website. So now today we're going to continue the study with these different parables. And so right now we're going to be looking at what Jesus had to say specifically when it came to the kingdom of heaven. Now there are going to be several parables that we're going to be tackling to get more insight. The first one we're going to be looking at is the mustard seed. Now in context of Matthew 13, this is the third parable. So like I said, the last podcast, we covered the first two. Now we pick things up here in verses 31 and 32. So what I'll be, what I'll be doing is I'm going to be reading 
the, these different parables from Jesus. And then I'll be commenting because we're going to go from the mustard seed to the parable of the leaven to the hidden treasure. Then we're going to be looking at the pearl of great value. And then we'll be closing things out by looking at the net. And then finally, in verses 51 through 53 here, we see that Jesus, he poses this question after he gets all of this stuff in Matthew 13. He asks the question, have you understood all of these things. And I think that's key, my friends, because it reminds us again that Jesus didn't just come to prove that he was God and that he's the smartest and that you can't relate to him, that you can't understand, that you're just too dumb. No. When he shared, when he taught, he wanted to make sure people understood. And that's important. So hopefully I'll do, uh, I'll do my best that as we go through each one of these things and finish out Matthew 13, that you and I will have a better understanding of what the kingdom of heaven is. So with that being said, let's dive right in. Matthew chapter 13, verse 31 says, The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and he sowed in his field. And in verse 32 says, It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it has grown, it is larger than all the garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make its nest in the branches. Okay, now the mustard seed was indeed the smallest garden seed that was used in the first century uh, by Jewish farmers. Now, this is what a lot of times people that critique the scriptures and they attack the Bible, they'll say, oh, see, Jesus said that the smallest seed in all the world is the mustard seed. That's not what he says. Yes, it's the smallest seed when planted to produce edible vegetables and greens in the first century in that region. So agriculturally speaking, when it came to the first century and using the mustard seed to produce those type of fruits, yes, it's the smallest of the seeds. Now, something else I want to draw to your attention is that when you look at the commentaries, when it comes to these two little verses here, Matthew 13, verses 31 and 32, there are two different kinds of interpretations of what many commentaries say in reference to why Jesus is comparing the kingdom of heaven like a mustard seed. The first interpretation doesn't consider the growth of the mustard seed as entirely good. So, for example, in the case of the bad soils among the good, when you go back to verses 18 and 23, the growth of the leaven was bad, right? It symbolizes impurity and the presence of evil. You see it in, in Mark 8, 15, 1 Corinthians 5, 6 through 9, Galatians 5, 9, 1 Timothy 4, 1, and also in Jude 12. And so when he talked about the planted of the weeds and the tares by the evil one that were to grow alongside the wheat, we saw that in verses 38 and 39, and this referencing of the birds nesting in the branches, they're saying, some commentaries say that all this points to the growing corruption that will later befall the church. And so there's a lot of symbolism in Jewish culture of birds being a bad thing. So they take that to mean, again, the birds that are in the air nesting is not actually showing the multiplication of the church, but rather the corruption. Now, the second interpretation keeps the mustard seed in the, in the leaven that we're going to see in verse 33 in its proper context, that Jesus' overarching theme, this is important, Jesus' overarching theme of the expansion of the kingdom of heaven is his main point. And you can reference this in Ezekiel 17, verse 23, Ezekiel 31, verse 6, Daniel 4, 21. All of these prophesy the kingdom growth of, of the Jews as well as the Gentiles to come. And so what Jesus is pointing out here in verses 31 and 32, talking about the kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that when a man took and he sows in the field, 
that it's going to grow in a tremendous and most in a powerful way where the birds will have a place to nest and have a home, if you will. This was revealing, according to many commentaries, of Jesus' penetrating power, how his kingdom is going to spread throughout the world despite Satan's presence in the world and his opposition to it. Now, I tend to think that the second interpretation is, in fact, in context, the right one. Because when you look at this terminology that Jesus uses, again, about a man taking this this seed and planting it in the field, it's consistent to what he talked about previously of the sower being out there uh, who is God and the seed, which is the word of God being planted and fall in different soils. And in this case, specifically, a mustard seed now that he's he's talking about something specific, a mustard seed, when it is a very tiny seed, but when you see it flourish, it's massive. It's Jesus telling his followers, this thing is just about to get started. And we see the trace of that from this point to Matthew 16 that we're going to be seeing later on the podcast when Jesus talked about that Satan, his power cannot even penetrate, cannot even end or stop the church from growing. We see the book of Acts. We see the word of God spreading. And many people are coming to faith and many home churches are popping up left and right, even taking over synagogues and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so that's what I believe the mustard seed is talking about here. Now, parable number four, the leaven in verse 33, it reads, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour till it was all leavened. Now, some Jewish texts use yeast and leaven to symbolize evil. But guess what? There are other texts out there. For example, Genesis 19.3, Exodus 12.11, Leviticus 23.17. So those references do refer that leaven sometimes is a good thing. So when Jesus is mentioning this woman who took and hid uh, three measures of flour, here is his point. Now, this is important because when Jesus is using a woman specifically to leaven and talking about three measures of flour, which, by the way, could uh, feed well over 100 people, his point is this. God is going to use people to advance his kingdom, to expand it. The kingdom of heaven is all about expansion. So it's pointing to this pervasive growth of the kingdom of God. So could you imagine when you start taking people's ministries one by one and how God is calling people to do certain things and you start adding it up, you're reaching millions and millions of people. That's his point. So we go from the mustard seed to the leaven to now verse 44, the hidden treasure. Notice the words that Jesus says here. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and he sells all that he has and buys that field. The parable of the treasure, my friends, and the one we're going to talk about, the pearl of great value, both speak of the wholehearted response to the kingdom of heaven. You see, the Old Testament mentions that there are treasure seekers who rejoice when they find treasure. You see that in Job chapter 3, verses 21 and 22 and Proverbs 2, 4. So likewise, when a person finds Christ, nothing else matters to them. I mean, does that speak to your testimony, my friend, that you live in the world and, and it's, it's pride and it's about success and it's about getting to the top and doing whatever necessary to become the man, to become the woman, to be the smartest, to be the richest, to be the wealthiest. And guess what? It's all in vain. It's for nothing. So this concept that Jesus uses here about this hidden treasure, when you find that one thing, in this case, a relationship with Jesus Christ and God then using you 
to invest in his kingdom and to expand it to reach more people. That's what matters the most. That is true and lasting treasure. So now in Matthew 13, 45 and 46, the, the pearl of great value, notice Jesus says again. So he keeps adding one thing after the other to explain what the kingdom of heaven is. He says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls who, on finding one pearl of great value, went and sold all that he had and he bought it. So now in this parable, Jesus speaks of a person who is in the business of searching and purchasing pearls, right? So this proverbial meaning is that there are those who are seeking for answers. These, there are people out there, my friends, who are, are in search of spiritual truths. And guess what? When they open themselves to God's truth, when they are genuinely and authentically out there to find truth, they will find it. And guess what? And this may be, uh, I may be speaking about you, my friend. When you do find it, right, what happens? You abandon your worldly life and you pursue the one that you have with the Lord. So the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. The kingdom of heaven is like people like you and me, that God gives us gifts and we go and expand them like leaven and it grows and we're able to impact more people than you and I would have ever imagined. The kingdom of heaven is like a hidden treasure that you and I are pursuing to find. And we are also out there searching and seeking. Perhaps you're one of them right now, listening to this podcast, you're on SoundCloud or, or iTunes and you fell upon, you just happen to see Stand Strong in the Word and it just piqued your curiosity and here you are. I don't know your story, but I'm so glad you're listening. And this is why we do what we do because we just want to reach more people because we believe the kingdom of heaven is about multiplication. It's about expansion. And the last thing we see here in verses 47 and 50 is the net. Jesus says again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and gathered fish of every kind. When it was full, men drew it ashore and sat down and sorted the good into containers, but threw away the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So here we see, my friends, that, that Jesus is talking about fishing now to conclude his insight into the kingdom of heaven. So more than likely, when Jesus is using this, this terminology here, net, he's referring to a cyan net or a dragnet. And how they used a dragnet was that they would pull it between two boats, catching a variety of fish down below. Some of them obviously were edible and others were considered unclean. Now notice this terminology that Jesus uses. He says they were sorted the good into containers, but threw away the bad. Now remember, that's a consistent thing that Jesus talked about from the wheat to the weeds, to the good soil and the bad soil, right? And now he's talking about the good fish and the bad fish. What he means by this is that the day will come when the good will be separated from the bad. And this will occur when Jesus returns on earth to establish his kingdom. We see that in Matthew 25, verse 30. So in the end, my friends, the kingdom of heaven is all of these things that Jesus mentioned, that it's about expansion, that he is in the business of saving his children back from hell, from death, from being separated from him. So when Jesus asked the question, do you understand these things? He wants all of his people to come to the knowledge of truth. They, he, he desires, the Bible says, we're told, God desires all men to be saved, to come to the knowledge of truth, 1 Timothy 2, 4, and 5. 
we know that God is long-suffering towards us. He doesn't want to see any one of us perish, but that all would come to a saving knowledge of him. So Jesus's teachings were catching on and they were spreading. And we're going to continue to see that on our next podcast. So in the end, my friends, I do pray and hope that you are fixated on the kingdom of heaven, that you're investing in the kingdom of heaven, that there are things that you got to strip out of your life so that you could be more effective in reaching more people for the kingdom of heaven. I pray that you will do that. Surrender your life today. And it's a simple prayer right now. You can ask God right now, say, Lord, I desire for you to use me. Will you use me today, God? Will you fill me with your spirit? As I went through this lesson with Jason right now, going through Matthew 13, it just convicted my heart, but it emboldened me, God, to want to do more for your kingdom. And all God's people said, amen. My friends, I love you. Thank you for listening. And I will see you on the next podcast. For more information on Jason Jimenez and Stand Strong Ministries, visit us at standstrongministries.org. Thank you for listening and keep standing strong in the word of God.